Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Power Up Podcast, entitled Lead It or Leave It, with your host, church consultant and leadership coach, Chanel Ramsey. How we lead others. So, with all that being said, for those of you who don't know me, um, hi, LaKenya, thank you for joining us. Um, but those of you who do not know me, my name is Chanel Ramsey. I am the CEO and founder of Power Up Urban Leadership Network. I am a leadership coach, and um, I'm excited to be with you today, as I always tell people um, that I don't consider myself a leadership expert. However, I am a good student. And so there are some things that I've learned along the way that I want to help. Sh- I want to share with other people to help them in their leadership journey, because I believe that leadership is a journey. We don't do it individually. We do it as a group corporately. And so with that being said, um, it shouldn't be a secret um, how we are succeeding. And if there's a struggle, we should be able to share, say, hey, this is what I'm dealing with. Do you have any strategies? Hey, Lavidia. Hey, Dwight. Thank you guys for joining me. Make sure that you share and invite others to join us as well. I'm excited about the topic today because about four years ago, the Lord gave me this idea to start um, this empowerment ministry as it is and really reach out to urban ministry leaders and kind of help fill the empowerment gap. What I realized in in ministry, um, me uh, not, I don't want to use that word, what I've gone through in my experience is that um, I was in a position in church, but I wasn't properly trained for it. And so there was a lot of frustration and a lot of avoidable mistakes I made. And so this this broadcast, this time, is to help you avoid some of those mistakes. And so today we're going to be talking about the hot topic about focus leaders. So I don't want you to miss out on this. Hey, Ephraim, thank you for joining me today. I don't want you to miss out on this. So Make sure, if you can, listen in intently. If you can take notes, take notes. If you can't, come back later, take notes, because I believe it's going to help you, especially as we progress into the year. So I started thinking about this topic of focused leaders, right? Um, This came to me because I just realized coming into this year, so many distractions. I mean, hey, Francina, thank you for joining me. Thank you, Stella, for joining us. Um, So many distractions. It's like, it's so much going on with people. It's like some people are dying. Then you got some people that are in these scandals. And then you got these these people that are are just, just messy. So it's just so much going on, especially on Facebook and on Instagram and all social media. And so I realized that how do I started to ask myself, how do we stay focused as leaders um, in the midst of all of these distractions? And so what does it mean for us to be a focused leader? Um, and so I started just meditating on that, that whole concept of being a focused leader. Bless you, Prophet Jonathan. Thank you for joining me. And so I thought about it and I said, okay, let's talk about what it is to be a focused leader, right? Because when you're unfocused, unfocused leaders tend to lead frantic, frustrated lives, right? Unfocused leaders tend to lead frantic and frustrated lives. Worse yet, they tend to lead unfocused teams, right? When you are an unfocused leader, most likely you are leading an unfocused team, Because what we do personally and how we are personally spills out into how we lead others. Um, Thank you, Laquita and Carla, for joining me today. Um, What we do personally, and so that's why you have to realize that 
um, who you are as a person pours out into what you do in ministry, pours out into what you do in business. And so when you're unfocused as a leader and as a person, an individual, that's going to spill out into how you lead people. And whether you realize it or not, they know that you're not focused. And it turns a lot of people off and it turns a lot of people away. And you might be wondering why you can't retain people on your teams or why there's a high turnover rate. It might be because you yourself are unfocused. There are so many times that I speak to pastors and leaders, and I mean, they're focused on their church, other people's churches. They're focused on their business, other people's business. They're focused on so many different things, and they're being pulled in so many different directions that they can never give themselves wholly to the assignment that God gave them. And when you can't give yourself wholly to that assignment, you are doing yourself and the people you serve a disservice. And so, I wanted to talk about what it means to be focused because we've been talking about teams and their decommitment or their lack of commitment. And what I realize is that sometimes our ability to focus will help us retain more focused people. And so um, I wanted to talk about that because focus is pouring energy into impactful behaviors and activities. Okay. So when we talk about being a focused leader, we're talking about pouring energy into impactful behaviors and activities, right? Because results are produced by behaviors. Focus behaviors, they produce your results, okay? When you have focused behavior, when you have a target in mind and you stay on course, you don't detour to meet that target and you align your behaviors in that same direction to meet that target. That's what we're talking about when we talk about focus, right? Because all high-performance people and teams require focus. Distraction is the enemy of high-performance. I'll say that again. Distraction is the enemy of high-performance. So if you want a high-performance team, that means you want a team that's going to yield the results that you want to see. If you want to be a person that you start to see the results that you um, set out to see, those wins, right? You define a win, the clarity around the win. When you are in that place where you want to see that, you have to achieve that through the means of focus. Achieving goals require focus. Why? Because only the focus will win. At the end of the day, when you are focused, you're going to finish. And so a lot of times we have all of these start and stops, start and stops. We have this project we're working on. Then we move from that project and we go over here. So we want to start an outreach. And so we start outreach and we want to do creative arts and we do creative arts. And then we move from there. Now we're with the hospitality. We're working on this, working on that. We want to start a project here, start a business there. But where is your focus? Where is your focus? If you want to have a high performing year, you are going to need to focus. Hi, Lisa. Thank you for joining me. There were Corey. God bless you. Thank you for joining me today. Laquita, thank you for joining. Cheryl, thank you for joining me today. I hope you guys are getting something out of this because the failure to focus inwardly leaves you rudderless or leaves you vulnerable outwardly. I'm going to say that again. The failure to focus inwardly leaves you vulnerable outwardly. Okay, when you it leaves you rudderless. Okay, to have a rudder, rudder means that it's the primary control surface used to steer a ship. When you have focus, that's the thing that is used to steer you in the direction that you want to go. So when you don't have focus, you're rudderless. You don't have what you need inwardly to produce to produce the results you want outwardly. 
That's good. When you don't have focus inwardly, you don't have what you need to produce the results you want outwardly. Okay? So this is something that you have to focus on because the failure to focus outwardly leaves you blindsided. Okay, and this is really important because we've talked about before the blind spot in leadership. And you don't want to be blindsided. Okay, you don't want to be rudderless, especially in this year. Uh, God bless you, Taniqua, for joining me. Christina, hey, thank you guys for joining me. We're talking about focused leaders. Why? Because a focused leader gives attention to themselves to others, and then to the world at large, okay? But sometimes we have that out of order. <laughs> we, have, we haven't prioritized it, right? Because you need to be self-aware. You need to be aware of your capacity. You need to be aware of your limitations, your weaknesses. You also need to be aware of your strengths. And am I operating in the area of my strengths? Am I growing in the area of my weakness, or am I just going, right? Am I growing or am I just going? You don't want to coast through 2017. You don't want to coast through. You want to be focused. You want to have a target. You want to have a destination and you want to have the behaviors that align with the destination you're trying to reach. Okay, so we're talking about focused leadership. I want you to share this. I want you to invite people. I want you to share this because I'm about to talk about something. I'm going to give you a few keys to being a focused leader because this is so important. Like I said, the failure to focus inwardly leaves you vulnerable outwardly. Okay, it leaves you with a blind spot. Okay, and if you are not, if you are not focused, unfocused leaders lead unfocused teams. Okay, and a, a lot of us are dealing with challenges with leading people, and we're dealing with challenges in, in, with our teams in church and the assignments that God has given us. But we have to go back to are we a focused leader? Because if you want to see high performance, you got to get rid of the distractions because the distraction is the enemy to high performance. I want to say welcome to Joshua. Thank you for joining us. Shaniqua, thank you for joining in. I hope you guys are getting something out of this because, um, if we want to see the best in 2017, you got to pull the best out of 2017. The way God does it is the Bible says he's crowned the year with favor. That means that he's already set things in place in your year, but you have to, you have to unravel it. You have to release it. There are certain things that you have to do, certain principles you have to implement in order to get the manifestation that you are asking him for. And so focus is going to help you get there because focus is important for us to finish. Finish. If you're going to finish a project, you can't, you know, I, especially with brands, you know, I, I see all these people with brands, they want to brand this and they one week, they inspiration, the next week, their empowerment, the next week, their motivation, the next week, you bet you have to focus, your brand needs to be focused, whatever you're going after, you have to have a clear focus about it so that you know what behaviors, what activities are in alignment with that focus. So you can get the best out of the year. And so again, there's so many distractions in 2017. We just started the year. And I mean, every day I go on Facebook and, and, and Instagram and Twitter, and I'm like, wow, there's so much going on that can has the potential to pull your attention away from your assignment. It has the potential to pull you away from what you know God is calling you to do in this hour. So it's important that you have that inward focus and you know exactly what you're going after to this year. Because focused leaders know themselves. 
right? If you want to be a focused leader, you got to know yourself. Like I said before, your capacity, your limitations. Are you doing what God told you to do or are you doing what people ask you to do? Is there a difference? And there's sometimes that it's one and the same. But if there's a difference, what's your timeline? Where, where are you going to shift that? What do you see for the next six months? That's going to help you set your focus, right? And especially when it comes to focusing your team. You can't focus the team if you are unfocused yourself. And what's going to happen is they're going to notice. They're going to notice the difference. They're going to notice when you're not focused and when you're scatterbraining. You're, every meeting, you're bringing up something different and you haven't completed a project and you don't follow through. That all spills out. Why? Because you teach what you know, but you impart who you are. So I could teach people as much as I want to be focused and tell them to be focused. You know how we preach at people. But at the end of the day, I am the living epistle. I have to now model that which I am requiring of the people that follow me. And so it's important that you get it together and be a focus leader so that they can see what that looks like. And I'll tell you this, there are many times that we, um, we give people instructions, but we don't talk about what it looks like to practically uh, manifest those, those principles to practically manifest what it would look like. So if I say, um, this church is, um, this church is, um, our focus for this year is winning souls, right? That's our focus for the year. What does that look like? What are the um, behaviors that connect to that reality? We're going to advance the kingdom. What in the world does that mean? What are the behaviors, the activities? What are the things that connect to manifesting that reality? Because that's the only way I'm going to be able to focus. You have to give me a picture. You have to give me a plan so that I know how to make this a priority in, in my life. Okay, that's all a part of focusing. And so what I want to say, I want to give you this. These three, these are my last three um, principles that I'm going to give you about focusing as a leader. Because I believe even in your business, even in businesses, you got to have a focus. You got to say, this is what I want to achieve. What is our goal for this year? We talked about this before, defining the win. What is the win? The win is the example or the fulfillment of a goal. It's how do we know we reached our destination? How do we know when we got there? What are the milestones? What are the benchmarks? What are the, what's the path that we take in order to get to the destination? Define the win. Clarify the win. So you know when you arrive, we're there. Right? You can't just say we're going to win souls. You got to say we're going to win 100 souls. And if it's going to be 100, every six months, you need to be checking in. Every three months, you need to be checking in. How close are we to our goal so we know when to celebrate our win? So we can't be vague. And so, again, when we're talking about focus, we're talking about honing in on a reality that we want to see manifested. And so, again, this year, 2017, is going to require your focus. There are many, many distractions, many, many distractions. Distractions, especially for those of you who are in pastorialship, those of you who are leaders in ministry, you, you, you're looking at that church and how they do it. You're looking at that organization and how they do it. Honey, you better know what he told you. And there's nothing wrong with gleaming from other ministries. But at the end of the day, you have to focus on what he gave you to do and finish that work, right? Because Jesus was focused. At the end of the day, he said this in John chapter 4. He says, my meat is to do the will of the Father and to finish the 
the work. In order for me to finish, I need to focus. He went into Hebrews chapter 12. He told us there, he says that he, he, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. In other words, he had a focus. He had a point that he kept meditating on, a prophetic word, a reality that he needed to see manifested. That was his focus point, and he kept driving towards that vision. So again, these are all the things you want to keep in mind. So the ability to focus is in your DNA. The ability to focus is it because you're all in Christ Jesus. If he had it, you have it. We have to apply it. We have to deny and eliminate distractions, right? Deny that distraction. Sometimes other rea whatever reality you focus on, that's the reality you will see manifested in your life. So you have to reject certain realities and say, no, that is not for me. You have to eliminate the distractions. Say, look, I, I know you're doing this. I'm doing that. But right now we're not walking the same way. I got to remove these distractions. If it means getting off of Facebook, if it means I'm getting rid of certain people, you got to get rid of the distractions because that's pulling away from your high performance. That's pulling away from what God gave you to do. So here are my fundamentals, three fundamentals of focus. Okay. Number one, focus is clarity of purpose. Okay. Focus is clarity of purpose. It is the why factor. In order to focus, you have to have clarity of purpose. Why do we do what we do? Why do we do what we do? Why have we set out on this course? Okay? It's the why behind the what. Why have we set out on this course? In order to focus, you need clarity of purpose. I want to say welcome to Pastor Shaw is on. Um, Danielle is on. I'm so glad you got confirmation. Thank God. It's the year to focus. Shannon is on. Welcome. Pauline, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining me. I'm giving the last three points of the fundamentals of focus. Focus is clarity of purpose. Let me tell you why purpose is important. Because we put a lot of things on our, on our plate that don't align with our purpose. When you have a lot of things on your plate that don't align with your purpose, you're going to find yourself burnt out. Okay, it's important that our yes is a yes that God has given us and not just a yes because we're pleasing people. You have to know that what I am saying, that what, what I'm saying yes to is a part of my purpose. When it is a part of your purpose, there is a grace that God releases to you to fulfill that assignment. So although warfare comes, although um, resistance comes, opposition will come. Why? Because opposition and, and, and adversity surrounds anything of value. So when God gives you a course to do, and it is something that is going to bring value to your life and to the lives of others, you can expect adversity in opposition. However, when it is a yes, he gave you to do that, then there is going to be a grace, a supernatural ease to do it. There's going to be a supernatural ability to finish it, right? God don't start nothing. He don't finish. That's why Jesus was, that's why Adam was called the, Adam was the first Adam, but Jesus was the last, not the second. He was the last Adam. God said, I'm finished with that. I'm finished with that plan. I'm finished executing that, that strategy in the earth. He was the last Adam. And so God is saying, I want to finish. I'll give you a grace to finish it regardless of the people that come against you, regardless of those that don't go with you. That's why you got to make sure that what you say yes to 
you? Is it part of your purpose? What's on your plate? Is it a part of my purpose? Don't go through 2017 and you got a whole bunch of stuff you doing, but none of it is aligning with your purpose. None of it is aligning. You got to go back to the why factor. Why am I doing this? Why am I doing? Why did I say yes? Right? Why did I say yes? And we talked about in other broadcasts how to say no, because there's a strategy to that too. You know, I'm not trying to give you all this stick where you're going to walk around. No, I ain't doing it. No, I ain't. No, that's not what I'm saying. But there's a strategy to saying no too. But you can look that up in another broadcast. But there, there you have to know, because when God gives you something to do, there is value in it for you and for others. So that's the first one. Focus is clarity of purpose. Secondly, this kind of ties into what I just finished saying. Focus is the courage to say yes to only what matters or what matters most. Focus is the, is the courage to say yes to what matters most. That is just kind of tricky because you have to be able to prioritize. You have to be able to look at your life and say, what matters most? How do I choose what matters most? This is important for those of us who have a superhero complex. Uh-huh. You know how we do. We got on our cape. We run, we run to the rescue. We're always the person that's being called. Okay. And so, um, I want to say God bless you to Kimberly for joining us. Thank you. Um, John, Pastor John is on. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, uh, Pastor Ricardo is on. Awesome. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, we're talking about focused leadership now, right? Choosing what matters. And this is important. This is important because um, when you don't know what matters, you can be pulled to everything that doesn't. You have to know what matters to you. Again, how does this tie into my purpose? Am I assigned to solve this problem? Uh, You're not assigned to do it all. You can't do it all and you can't have it all. Right. So those of us with that superhero complex, some of our leadership strategies or leadership style is that of a superhero. We put on our cape and we run to the rescue. This is this is mostly important, not just for for um, particular leaders. We do this in our own personal life. So even if you're not in a leadership position, are you the go to person for everything this that, you know, you have to figure out you got to choose what matters. It's going to be whatever matters to you is going to be relative to your purpose not necessarily according to an urgency. I just said something right there. Because we we choose things that are urgent, but it doesn't have anything to do with our purpose. You have to be careful, right? Because unfocused leaders tend to chase urgencies. Unfocused leaders tend to chase urgencies. Now, I'm going to tell you this because this is from my own experience. This is, this is something I went through. And let me tell you, I had to detox from urgency. I had to detox from it. Like, this thing is serious. Like, I had to counsel. I had to get counsel to come out of this. I was in it so strong, and it was so deeply rooted in me to be the firefighter. If there's a fire, I'm going to put it out. And it, it was an adre- adrenaline rush for me. It was something, and I'm telling you, I know y'all, y'all might not be able to, to connect to it. You, you might be still in denial, um, but I'm telling you, there is a connection to some of the stuff we do. There are unhealthy connections to some of the drives we have in ministry. There is an unhealthy connection to some of the drives that we have in ministry. Unfocused leaders tend to chase urgencies. 
There's a, I read a book called The Tyrant of Urgencies. I don't even know if it's in print anymore, but, but look it up. The Tyrant of Urgency. That thing was so rooted in me. I literally had to get counsel to come out of it because I, I would, I would get an adrenaline rush off of being a fixer. I get an adrenaline rush. I get a high off of putting out fires. I would get that drive. I mean, I didn't feel necessary if there wasn't an urgency. I didn't feel fulfilled if I had not put out a, uh, an emergency that day, if I had not dealt with a crisis that day. I didn't know what to do with myself when there was nothing urgent going on. I felt bored. I felt restless. And so there, 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 is a, there is a problem with that because choosing urgencies dilutes success. Choosing urgencies, it dilutes success. If you want to have success in ministry, you have to choose what matters, and that is relative to your purpose. It may not have anything to do with what is urgent at that moment. Okay, so I'm talking to those of you who like to put out fires. You know, you're a fireman, firewoman. You feel important when they call for you. You feel important and productive when you're doing it. But it's counterproductive. It is counterproductive. It pulls away from you being successful in life and in ministry because you're fixer focused instead of just focused. You can't be a fixer focus. So everything you do, you're trying to fix the next thing and you're fixing this and then you're fixing that. You have to see those of us who get caught up in fixing things, you are most likely focused on what's in front of you and you are not focused on what's ahead. That's a blind spot. Okay, that's a blind spot because every good leader knows that they need time to be visionary. So they have to focus on what's ahead, not just what's in front of them. And so if you're not careful and you have a fixer focus mentality, you're going to miss out. You're going to miss out on what God has ahead of you. All right. And so it's, it's important because that's a counter. It's a counterproductive behavior. Remember we talked about earlier, we talked about behaviors now. Focus is pouring energy into impactful behaviors and activities. That results are, your results are produced by those behaviors. If you don't have focused behaviors, you won't produce the results you want to produce. And so again, you have to take time to see that. And I thank you, um, Lady Dion Daniels is on and she, she can agree. She knows exactly what, where we are and what we've been talking about. It is a hard thing to learn, but I'm telling you. That lesson freed me. It freed my identity. It freed my identity. So it, it, it really, it freed me emotionally. And I, I mean, I've slept at night. I slept so much better when I got free from chasing urgencies. Okay. And so that's really, really important because hopping from one shiny object to the next drains you of energy and it dilutes your impact. When you got it, when you're going from one emergency, one urgency, one situation, you're putting out this one, you're putting out that one, you're moving from one thing to the other, it dilutes your energy. It drains your energy and it dilutes your impact. And guess what? Your teams notice it. They notice it. They see it. And they're learning. They might be learning your bad behaviors and they may be modeling it. And so I talked about last time, I think two weeks ago, we talked about um, perhaps maybe you're a part of the reason why you see the things you don't like in ministry. Um, but they see it and they, and they understand that and they're, they're, they're gleaming. They're gleaming. It's going to either frustrate them to leave or it's going, it's going to be embedded in their character. Because what did I say earlier? You teach what you know, but you impart who you are. 
okay? So that's what I want to leave there. And my last point that I want to say to you all is this. Focus is the power to maximize results and increase impact, okay? When you are focused, you maximize results and you increase your impact. So that means what? Number one, I need to define success. What does success look like? And then number two, what behaviors produce those desired results? I need to define success. Why? Because the success for me might look different for success for you because we don't have the same purpose. So now that I have clarity on my purpose, I can now begin to define what the success look like. Okay, what does success look like? What behaviors, this is important, what behaviors produce the desired results? In other words, what do I need to be and what do I need to do in order to get those results? Okay, the next one is establish and clarify goals and milestones. This is your path to success. This is how you're going to focus to get maximum results and, and, and increase your impact. Establish and clarify goals and milestones. That's your path to success. And the last one is make excellence a priority. Make excellence a priority. Excellence includes candid conversations about reaching higher goals and mutual accountability. Make excellence a priority. You can have little and still be excellent at it. Honey, you don't need a whole bunch to be excellent. Take your little and be excellent with it, okay? Because that requires that you build relationship with people, that everybody has that same thought and mindset of excellence, okay? Take your little, take what you have right in front of you and do it with excellence. I'm telling you, I've been at my job for 10 years, and the thing that caused me to get promoted and get a raise was excellence, it wasn't because I knew it all, but what I knew, I did it in excellence. What I had, I gave it in excellence. And so what you have to do is take your little, take what you have right in front of you. I, I love this text in 2 Kings chapter 4, I believe it is, with the, the woman that um, she was in debt. She was in debt. And um, she, her sons were about to be taken away, and a prophet came to her. And he asked her one question, what do you have in your house? He didn't say how much you have. He said, what do you have? Take what you have and go. He said, go out there, borrow vessels, get the vessels, bring them back and begin to push. She said, I only have this cruise, this one cruise of oil, but take what you have and begin to pour it. Do what you have. Take what you have and do something great with it. And that Bible says that it never, it did not run dry until that last bottle was filled. And she took what she had and she was able to reproduce that which she wanted. She was able to reproduce that what she needed. And so I'm challenging you all. If you're going to be a focus leader, you've got to make excellence a priority. If you're going to be a focus leader in this year, I'm telling you, God is going to do some great things for those who stay focused. Begin to pray into that revelation. Begin to pray into this teaching and what I just shared with you about focus. Again, I, I'm not one that I, I don't consider myself a leadership expert, but I do my homework. I try to give you not only concepts from the leading minds, the leading thought leaders of, of this world and this generation, but I give you from experience. I give you proof of concept. I don't believe in giving people just principles that have never been tried. No. We're going to give you stuff that's proof of concept. I share with you my experiences. Why? Because there's some avoidable, avoidable mistakes. 
And I want to make sure that you avoid them, that you don't go down the same road that I went down. So there are certain things that I, I hope you got out of this. So make sure you, you share it, tell people about it. Um, I try to be on Tuesdays around 2, 2-ish, 2.30-ish, 2.45-ish. <laughs> but I try to sneak it in there. And sometimes it's a challenge to find space where I can be alone and do these kind of lives. But I want to know, I want you to know that I love you. I hope something I said helped you. I hope you got your rudder and place now so you can steer into the destiny that God wants you to have and experience in this hour. So I, I hope you got something out of it again that you were blessed. Give me some thumbs up, some hearts, something, some smiles, something so I know that you got it. I'll give you a few moments if you have any questions for me. Um, I'll take your questions. If not, we're going to close it right here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. All of you great and wonderful, amazing people. Y'all are amazing. Y'all are amazing. Absolutely. And um, we have some special things coming up in Power Up. Um, this year we're offering, um, we're starting out for the first three months, January, February, and March. We're offering two churches and organizations a reset. Reset your team for 2017. So this is a special workshop um, that we'll customize for you in order to give, your, um, give you the opportunity to reset your team. I know a lot of you have been talking to me about challenges that you have with leading people. And what I've learned is that we are great. Most people that are in leaderships were great at handling tasks, and so they will promote it, but they were never taught how to lead people. Managing tasks and leading people are two different things. And so um, I want to help you reset your team, right? Hit the reset button on there um, so that um, you can get ready. So if you're interested in that, you can email me at info at powerupnetwork.org, or you can inbox me on Facebook. I would love to come to your location and conduct that on-site workshop for you, um, and, and we'll discuss all the details that go into having that at your location. Those of you who know me, I'm a leadership coach, so I am open to one-on-one -on -one sessions. If you want to meet with me, sometimes you just need a sounding board. Sometimes you just need a venting place. Sometimes you just need a safe space to just talk about what you're going through and, and gain some insight and strategy. That's what I'm here for. Like any coach, we don't play the game, but we do help you strategize to win. So I want to I want to make myself available to you. So you can email me at coach me at coachramsey.com or you can inbox me and I'll give you the information on how to make that a reality. So we have one question on here that says who or what determines a situation's urgency? That varies. Um, again, just because something is urgent to you doesn't make it urgent to me. If your lack of preparation caused you to now be in an urgency, that does not mean that it's an urgency for me. And then sometimes what I learned in ministry is you, gotta, you have to learn the art of letting the ball drop. That's a whole nother session. But you have to learn the art of letting the ball drop. Um, sometimes you get, some people need to sit in what they created for a little bit and soak. Because you learn lessons when you study it yourself more so than when someone t tells you. So if they're always getting rescued, they're always getting pulled out, then most times they're not getting the lesson. So what determines the situation's urgency? It really depends on the person and it really depends on the situation. Um, do you have this teaching written down? I do not. You can, again, watch this over. Take the notes that um, matter to you. Take those points. Share, share, share. Share, share, share. That's what I always say. Why? Because leadership is a journey and we must do it together. And I want to see you all grow and, and, and not just go. I want you to grow and go and do what God calls you to do. All right. 
I think that's it. Um, I'm going to try to go get some lunch. I love you guys. Thank you again for joining us on the Power Up Podcast, Lead It or Leave It, with your host, Chanel Ramsey, where we seek to inspire and empower today's leaders. For more information about Power Up, we invite you to visit us at powerupnetwork.org. Or you can reach us by email at info at powerupnetwork.org. Feel free to subscribe, go on social media, like our page, and follow us. Till next week, be inspired.